Hey, guess what today is? Today is a national holiday, and it's almost over. I, I meant to do this way earlier today, and uh, I don't want to say I was busy today. I guess I was busy in some ways, but I don't know, even know what I was busy doing. <laughs> Fucking off half the day? I don't know. But it's uh, it's opening day in baseball. Opening day in Major League Baseball with the most overpaid players in all of professional sports in the entire world. I just like the game, and uh, I just want to enjoy the game. I don't want all the BS. Oh, man. So I'm recording this on my phone. I always immediately right when I start, someone will text me, someone will call, someone will something. Um I just want to watch the game, and it's the same thing with football. You just want to watch the game. You don't want to hear about all the other bullshit. And I'm, I'm, I'm making a move that the that uh, in professional sports athletes that their salaries stop being publicized. Why? Why is that a thing? Why are why are professional athletes' salaries published? Why does anybody know what they make? Is it because we think they're so privileged? Because we think, oh, they're these guys. They, uh, you know, they already get paid too much, and now we really want to know what they get paid too much. And you're never going to be satisfied. You're always going to think like, wow, it's a lot. But then some people just accept it. They're like, well, I'm not the owner paying them. Why should I care if this guy gets paid thirty million a year to play for six months in a season uh, or out of a year? I'm watching baseball tonight right now. Which, man, I've watched baseball tonight since I was a teenager. Since I was probably 12 or 13 years old and Tim Kirkjian Tim Kirkjian I think he's been on it the whole time as far as I can remember back this guy has been participating with baseball tonight I mean it's got to be about 30 years that's funny they put up ads about people having gambling problems but yet <laughs> there's a betting there's a betting company that's sponsoring uh, the season this year but baseball tonight they were just talking about just different stuff with the Astros and the A's because they're about to they're about to come on and uh the Astros are opening up on the road in Oakland tonight game's not till nine o'clock central which by the way man this is and this is the problem is that we we like baseball we like our sports we like watching basketball and football we like to watch it so much that we we as the fan you get screwed man you get screwed so blue just for your loyalty to watching professional sports you get what do you get out of it besides the entertainment value the happiness and i i know i said in the past i'll never watch this shit anymore i'm so tired of it but this is my problem is this an addiction i'm actually supposed to be preparing for a job interview that i have tomorrow uh, a pretty big one and i gotta say man <laughs> this is I, i'm going for broke with this one and um yeah, we'll see. But anyway, I'm supposed to be preparing for that, and uh, instead I'm doing this. It's called distractions. It's called distractions, and uh, you gotta you gotta get rid of the distractions. But when it comes to sports, man, it's just hard. But think about it. So you you gotta pay to watch the games at home. That's it's not free anymore. There's nothing that's free now. You can get savvy and you can try to stream these games online. But it's such a pain in the ass, and then you have to watch on your laptop or maybe your tablet. 
I like watching on my TV. I'm a traditionalist. I have a fucking nice 4K 65-inch TV. That's where I want to watch the game, okay? And then I can do other things <laughs> at the same time. But I had to jump through some hoops today, and, and I knew I was going to have to probably, but um, for whatever reason, the Astros got stuck under this thing. They call it AT&T Sports. Of course, you know, AT&T owns DirecTV, um, and so there's, you know, all these marriages and relationships that have happened over the last few years and regional sports networks with uh, the big providers. So I was sitting here trying to figure out, can you just subscribe to AT&T Sports by itself? You know, have the app, put it on your fire stick, whatever, and be able to stream it. And I, I just, I, I couldn't figure out any which way possible, right? So I get on and I'm looking at the website and it shows that with the AT&T Now app and subscription, you can get AT&T Sports. Well, it makes sense, right? Because they, they own that. They have the regional sports things, right? So I bit the bullet and I was like, I don't want to, man, but I want to watch, I want to watch some more baseball this year. I want to watch more baseball. So I went ahead and I resubscribed to this AT&T Now, which I had done before once. It was okay. Uh, YouTube TV definitely is the best streaming service, I think, going around. Because for one, they have unlimited uh, like cloud DVR. It's unlimited. It's not limited by hours, whatever. As a matter of fact, if I went and resubscribed right now, everything that I had saved before would be there. That's pretty badass, right? Movies, TV shows, whatever it is. So... Um, saw this sad commercial for AARP and family caregiving with a daughter helping out her dad tie his shoes and she got sad oh man it's it's not that bad with my dad but there's there's moments man anywho um YouTube TV is definitely the best this uh foo it's fubo I think it's fubo TV or fubu TV they're pretty good they're probably a close second and they're very sports centric but uh I just I don't like their format they're kind of pricey. And you know what? They carry AT&T Sports. Maybe I should have gone with them. Maybe it's not too late to cancel. Anyway, the point is, though, I did go with it's AT&T now. And I just, whatever, man, I did. And uh, I can't find the AT&T Sports channel. Thankfully, the Astros game opening night, it's on ESPN. But I'm worried they're going to black it out because they do that shit all the time. Now, I'm in Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi is about three and a half hours outside of Houston. Outside the outskirts of Houston. Now, Houston Central, probably four hours. I'm not in the Houston TV market, but MLB frequently will do this shit anyway, and they'll blackout games and say that you're in the blackout market. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How does that work? So what they're trying to do is push you to get a cable subscription, which is ironic because if you have ESPN, you probably have cable anyway, right? But they're trying to get you to where you'll, you'll somehow be able to get these regional sports uh, channels and if you can't, I don't know, I guess you're SOL, so you go back to trying to stream, trying to stream illegally. So to me, Major League Baseball does the very worst, like as a league, they do the very worst of getting the product to the, the uh, what would we be, the consumer, the fan. They do the very worst. There's only 30 teams, and they're all in major cities, you know, so like if you live near or around a major city, then you can probably go to games here and there if you want to. Prices have gone up. Uh, nosebleeds at Minimade Park are about 48 bucks. Chances are I'll bite the bullet at some point. I want to take my, my boys to a game, uh, maybe even later this month. But, uh, man, they used, let me tell you, man, 
about uh, 10 years ago in the Astros' 100 lost season days, which they were painful to watch. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there was a lack of talent on these teams that they strolled out there. Um, you never really had hopes of them winning, but it was fun. Just fun to go, right? I remember walking up to the box office, and I just was like, hey, uh, you guys do a military discount? And this guy goes, yeah, you know what? As a matter of fact, we do. Here, I got four tickets in the uh, Crawford box seats, and uh, they were like 75% off or something, man. It was I'm telling you, it was dirt cheap. So I was able to take myself, a friend of mine, my two sons, then the boys, his two boys, and I think I paid like 90 bucks total. Now, we only did, we only might have just done two seats in the Crawford box seats, and then the, the rest we just did like nosebleeds because the boys were just going to walk around. I don't remember exactly, but I'm telling you right now, I didn't pay over $90 for like, what is that, uh, six tickets? I mean, that's incredible, right? These days, six tickets, you're talking about $300 in the nosebleeds. That's just berserko, man, to me. But I like it. And then you got guys who want to get paid, you know, $30 million a year to play a baseball game. We got a guy, we got two guys making about 40 a year, right? And uh, Mike Trout, isn't he making something like that? I don't remember. And uh, then um, what's his face? The dude out in Philadelphia, Bryce Harper who had a decent year last year for the shortened season. I think the Phillies are going to they're going to push the Braves hard in the East. I think the Mets <laughs> the Mets the Mets always like end up with some decent talent. Like they make some trades or they make a couple of good signings and then um I don't know, guys just get hurt left and right every single time, man. Every like 3 or 4 years the Mets make these big splashy signings and people are like, "Oh, the Mets, the Mets are going to be so good. The Mets are great." And they're just trash. <laughs> They wasted David Wright's whole career. Poor guy. Of course, he ended up with like a degenerative uh, spine disease, which was a, such a shame, man, because that guy was going to be so good. And they did make the World Series uh, at a certain point whenever he was playing, though. Uh, that was, uh, I think, the Subway Series, right? I want to say. Maybe that was years before then. <laughs> I don't remember. That was, that was actually when Clemens, uh, Clemens was there and for the Yankees whenever he, um, he broke Mike, was it Mike Piazza's bat? And then it splintered everywhere in front of him, and he just picked it up, and he threw it. And he threw it at the, right at Mike Piazza's legs for some reason. And he's like, I was just fired up, man. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Like, you were roided up is what it was. That may have been uh, longer than 10 years ago. I feel like the, the Mets were definitely in the World Series in the last uh, several years, though. They didn't win. I know that. Gosh, who would they have played? Is it worth looking up? Yeah, we should probably look it up right. Might as well. We're here. Uh, let's see. Let's look at World Series champs. Hey, Final Four is tomorrow on Saturday. So you will probably have already, you probably already know who's going to be in the championship series. Uh, show me a website. Here we go. But this is kind of cool, man. Baylor and Houston, the University of Houston. In the uh, one semifinal game, which is pretty cool. It's only happened two other times that two teams from the same state have played each other in the Final Four. I think even made the Final Four. Only two other times. And it's been North Carolina and Duke. And then the other one, I think, I want to say... God, I saw this just earlier. Maybe it, was, it wasn't Michigan and Michigan State. Maybe it was like UCLA and 
USC or something like that. No, nah, I think it was more obscure than that, like Kentucky and Louisville. I don't know. Anyway, uh, list of World Series champions. Now, one of the things I really love about baseball is it's not so much that I'm a purist, but I like how the game just, it's the only evolution with the game is like whatever you can, you can get through it in analytics and the design of bats, uh, gloves, cleats. You know, there's only so many things that can really change with the game of baseball. So a lot of times like strategy and just on the little on the field type changes in strategy. I just saw T.Y. Hilton stayed with the Colts. And he said, I gave up a lot of money to stay here. Oh, well, fuck me, man. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that you gave up, you know, a couple of extra million a year so you could stay with the team that's been loyal to you and made you as good as you are because you played with fucking Peyton Manning for years. And then uh, what's his nuts that came right after him? Andrew Luck. See, that's and that's what I don't like. And that's what why do they have to report on that? Why can't it just be T.Y. Halton stays with Colts? And that's it, man. You gotta talk about that. They don't talk about how much coaches get paid. Like Royal Williams with North Carolina, he just retired at age seventy. The only coach with four hundred plus wins at multiple Division One schools. Who was that? Kansas and North Carolina. Crazy, right? I bet he was making about five or seven million a year. Nothing near what baseball guys do. And you know, and I get with with football players, it's funny because most positions don't get paid anywhere close to what you know, like your big time baseball player is going to get right. So like your best wide receiver in the game, say, if you want, if you want to say right now, it's DeAndre Hopkins are debatable, right? Let's say he gets 10 to 15 million a year. And I'm just, I'm just saying, let's say he gets about 10 to 15 million a year. Uh, an equitable baseball player, like at a, at a key position, but not like your, your best primary position, but you know, like, I'd say receiver is probably the second most important uh, position on offense besides quarterback, right? You need you need at least a good receiver for the quarterback to get the ball off. Now, you know, you also need a good line. You need a good running back. But, like, I think having, like, at least one good receiver is pretty important. So on a baseball team, let's say what would be, you know, the second most important player on the field? Maybe your first baseman? Center fielder? Probably your center fielder or say even your catcher because your catcher's calling pitches. Your catcher's helping the pitchers, you know, get through the game and, and whatnot. But I would say probably like, let's say your center fielder being the second most important person on the field because, you know, he's directing the outfielders. He's got a, he's got more territory to run down typically in the outfield. But say, uh, yeah, so the best center fielder in the game. Well, hell, George Springer. That guy just got paid about $25 million a season going up to Toronto. And he's, he's midway through his career. He's like 30 years old, 31 years old, 32, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the best outfielder, Mike Trout, the best one, uh, he's getting paid, I think, right around $40 million, right? I, I believe. Probably looked that up, too. But so there's there's between baseball and all the other sports, maybe and besides basketball, because basketball you got a lot of guys making fat fat sal too. Um, yeah, football players kind of get robbed in a sense when it comes to their money, but they have to get guaranteed contracts. But if you're a quarterback, if you're a quarterback, you're going to get paid. You can even be a lousy backup quarterback and you're still going to get paid seven figs. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. So let's go uh, back to the World Series winners. Come on, man doing this on my phone so you know it's always a
pain. <sighs> so the Dodgers won the uh, truncated season somehow. That was their 21st. Between Brooklyn and the L.A. Dodgers, that was their 21st appearance in the World Series, if I'm reading that right. Not their 21st championship, because that would be... No, the Yankees got like 26, so... But I don't think they have 21 titles. Yeah, their 21st time, because they're 7-14, and 14, so it was their 7th title. They've lost 14 World Series. Holy shit. They've been to 21. Red Sox have been to 13. The Astros have been to 2. Been 1-1. One and one. Of course, because obviously we lost in 2019. God, man. Think about that. Think if they win that year... Does A.J. Hinch still get fired by Jim Crane? I don't know, man. I mean, Dave Roberts lost two in a row, and, and, and he kept his job, and, you know, I mean, because of his different circumstances, but I just, I don't know. A.J.'s in Detroit now, and I miss him. Uh, let's see. Just going down the line here. Yeah, okay, so the Mets made it in 2015. That wasn't that long ago. God, Terry Collins was their manager. You know, Terry Collins used to be the Houston Astros manager, too, in the 80s. Ned Yost, I think he played for the Astros. <laughs> That's one of the things I like about baseball. I mean, and look at the Cubs, man. They won with Joe Madden in 2016. He took, I think he, I don't think he took the Rays, but the Rays got close. I don't know, something like that, right? The Rays have been to the World Series before. They're 0-2. Uh, let's see. Did he take them? It's been some years ago, right? Yeah, he sure did. They lost to uh, the Phillies back in 08. Joe Madden's a good manager, so he's got the Angels now, so there's always a chance. Joe Girardi's got the Phillies. These guys just move around because they're they're good. Tony La Russa came back. He's got the White Sox. Of course, again, AJ's out in uh, Detroit. Our guy, um, Dusty Baker, he's like 90. <laughs> but he's, he's solid, though, man. These guys, Some of these guys, they just bring different tangibles. Jesus Christ, I got to tell you, man, my TV just scared the shit out of me because it unpaused. Oh, God, it just started talking. I was just zoned in, and it started talking, and I was like, what the fuck, man? What's happening, man? Oh, it's at the end. My heartbeat. Oh, God, I wonder if you can hear it with the mic, man, because I have this lapel mic. Holy shit. I'm here at the house by myself. My son's with his uh, former fetus carrier for the next three nights because it's uh, Easter weekend. Woohoo! Hmm. You know how that goes, man. I had to deal with her today, so I'm just suddenly trying to kiss my ass because of uh it's a pretty good likelihood that we're uh we're probably bouncing out of here pretty soon man the yankees have been to 40 world series they have 27 titles total i thought they had 26 i guess 27 uh 40 fucking world series though think about that folks okay there's since 2000 let's go 2020 on record the world series goes back to i think 1903 yeah 1903 so out of uh, 2020, what is that, 117? 117 World Series, the Yankees have been in 40%, 40 of them. So, I mean, it's a little under half, honestly. That is a little under half. That's crazy, dog. That really is. That's crazy. Let's see if I can mute this thing. Be quiet. Nope, that didn't work. Sorry, we're trying to, I'm trying to do multiple things here. I just fucking turn it off, huh? I'll turn it on before the game starts. Um, I am worried I'm going to be blacked out, though. That's really going to piss me off. How cool is it that, like, Connie Mack used to manage? And was it in Connie Mack? I mean, they had the Connie Mack leagues, but 
he uh, uh, he was a player too, right? I'm more than sure he was. I thought he was like a really good player. Yeah, he played for the Washington Nationals. And you know the Washington Nationals ended up being the Texas Rangers. No, they were the Washington Senators, and they became the Texas Rangers. He played uh, 10 years. But did they even call it Major League Baseball back then? I mean, maybe, but why? Let's see. I guess he wasn't a great ball player. I mean, he had over 10 years, he had 659 hits. Now, they didn't have... Uh, 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 162 games back then. God, he lived at 93 years old, man. Born in 1862 and died in 56. But that dude was a, uh, uh, but he was a little chiseled, a little rough around the edges, huh? And they're like, there's no crying in baseball. He probably would cleat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> now you're going to cry? Why don't you go and cry about it? Who are you going to cry to, huh? Why I beat the shit out of you? He was the manager um, with the Pirates and then the Philadelphia Athletics for 49 years. 49 years that dude was a manager. Holy shit, he won five World Series. Think about that, though. So out of so he was the, uh, the manager of the Pirates from 1894 to 1896, so three seasons. And then the Athletics, the Philadelphia Athletics, for 49 years. 50 seasons, technically, right? Um <laughs> But he won five World Series. I mean, I got to say, you know, your chances are pretty good. You manage long enough like that, you're, you're, you're bound to win a few in there, right? And he actually has an overall losing record as a manager, but I think he is the, the longest uh, longest managed. Like he has the most, I think he has the most wins and losses. I mean, well over 3,000. That's crazy, man. He won a World Series in 1910, 1911, 1913. So right then you're thinking, well, in Philadelphia, they got like a, a dynasty. Then they didn't win another for 16 years until 1929. Think about how that is now, right? Say if you, uh, 2003, a team won, and then they didn't win another till 2019. Think how many managers they would have gone through, how many players they would have gone through in that time frame. Then they won uh, another one in 1930, so... Um, then he didn't win one for uh, 20 more years, but he still got to be manager. He has the most managerial wins, losses, and games managed in Major League history. Connie Mack. Wild, man. Anyway, so I'm just looking at the World Series winners, obviously. Um, it's wild stuff, man. As wild as it comes. Uh, I'm naturally going to, you know, side with my Astros always. And... Uh, for a nice World Series push, they're obviously going to have to get through the Yankees and probably the Twins again. Uh, I, I don't know. Toronto might be pretty good. Out West, I, I think a Oakland actually takes a step back. The Angels might compete. Just a lot of these teams, they don't have the pitching, man. Like, Oakland's pitching is probably all right. I mean, that was what held them together last year. I mean, a good offense, too, but they just they don't scare me. You look at the Astros lineup. I mean, we lost Springer, right? And you're like, oh. All right, I opened up the uh, Major League app, and it knocked off the uh, Anchor app. Piece of shit. <laughs> so I was going to talk about the Astros lineup, and I guess I don't know if I could do it off the top of my head. I could use my tablet, man. That's what tablets are for, man. Yeah. Let's set this guy over here. Pull this thing up. What time is it? We got time for this. 8.43. I hope we do. I'm gonna be pissed if this game's not on, man. But I know what I'll do is I'll just I'll just cancel the AT and T now, 
and then I'll just do the FUBU TV or whatever, FUBO TV, and, uh, and then we'll just roll that way, because I know that'll work. Should have gone with that in the first place, idiot. Okay, I'm looking for sports, sports, sports. How about that Deshaun Watson? He's a fucking winner, isn't he? <laughs> what a weirdo. Okay, opening up, nice and slow. And I got to tell you here, just so you guys know, ah, well, yeah, we'll push this one out. We'll push this one out. But I got a uh, interview with a longtime listener and pal that uh, I think we're going to do tomorrow. Let's see. Oakland A's Astros 907 Oakland Coliseum. Piece of shit place. Zach Grinky is the opening day starter. I got to tell you, man, a few years ago, that would have made me uh, probably given me a stiffy. But these days, I don't know. We'll see. He's still, you know, obviously really, really good. But I don't know, man. Carlos Correa. This guy, he wants to get overpaid, but I understand. You see everybody else getting overpaid, you want to cut. The Esters offered him, I think, six years at $120 million, and he said it was a low-ball offer. They know what they're doing. <laughs> like, like, they really know what they're doing. They just gave you the valuation. Like, you might end up getting more money on the open market. But you're going to leave that team. You're going to leave your homeboy Altuve and Bregman, you know, and and and... What, go play for the Yankees? That's probably where he's going to end up. Yankees or Boston. I don't know. They have Xander Bogarts, but uh, I think he's on a long-term deal. It'll probably be out of there, too, at some point. What was I going to do? I don't even know now. Uh, the MLB app, it's all screwy, man. They don't. It's just. It's a, It's actually a really shitty app. It's got a lot of information. Oh, the lineup. That's what we're going to do. Jesus Christ. Um, let's go to preview. Should be able to get it there. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Altuve is leading off. I'm I'm fine with that. I think that's a good call. Michael Brantley batting second. Michael Brantley, Uncle Mike, batting second. Alex Bregman, batting third. MVP perennial candidate. So it was Brantley really too, man. When he was in Cleveland, I mean, staying healthy, he would have been. He was a perennial MVP guy, but he was never really healthy. Kyle Tucker batting fourth. Kyle Tucker, who we were concerned about. Before the truncated season where he, he matured and came alive. And now he's going to be holding on right field. He has potential to be like a 30 to 40 homer guy for sure. I mean, but just hopefully he's clutch. But he's batting cleanup. Then Correa is batting fifth. Correa, who wants to get 25 to 30 million a year, he's batting fifth in this lineup. Think about that, okay? He wants to tell you, I should get paid more. I should be like the top paid shortstop. Bro, bro, they're batting you behind a second year player. A guy who doesn't even have a full of actual full season in the major leagues. That's who they're batting you behind. Then you have Jordan Alvarez, who he's a potential MVP too. He's batting behind you to protect you. <laughs> so and then you have Yuli, Miles Straw, who I think Miles Straw might be okay. He may not be a 300 hitter, but who's to say? We'll see, man. Best case scenario, you end up having Miles Straw as a leadoff, but Altuve's fine. But if it was Straw, then Altuve, then Brantley, blah, blah, blah. You know, you just back it up a little bit. But imagine having Yuli all the way down to the eighth spot and then Martin Maldonado. Catchers don't matter. Is that, should we, uh, should we be worried about our lineup? I mean, dear God, man. Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Tucker, Correa, Alvarez, Yuli. I, I, I could put money on worse lineups. <laughs> like, I definitely could to perform worse. I think this is going to be a, a pretty damn good hitting team. Now, the, the A's do have a pretty strong hitting team, too. But you got guys like Jed Lowry in the lineup, who was actually just called up. They were going to send him to minor league camp. 
I don't know why. Like that dude's, you know, he needs to retire. Remember he was an Astro for a little while? Anywho, Chad Pender is in their lineup. Elvis Andrews, remember that guy? He's supposed to be this great shortstop for the Rangers. He's batting ninth there. So they have Mark Kana batting first, which is really weird, but he's their left fielder. And then uh, Ramon Laureano, former Astro minor leaguer that they've made way too much out of. I don't think he's that great. Like, I mean, I don't know. He's all right. Let's see. 2019 was a full season. 2020 was short, but, like, you can get a little bit. I'm trying to get stats to load, but it's going slow. In 2019, he had 288, 24 homers, 67 RBIs. I think he was a rookie, though. I think. He's only 26, so maybe. I don't know. That guy can suck it. Uh, I just I, I don't like what happened last year with those little dust-ups, and I felt like he was extremely cocky. Remember that? And uh, catcher uh, Dustin, uh, what was his name? Oh, he's not on the team now. I don't think he's been signed anywhere. Neither is Josh Reddick, which I feel bad for. You think these guys would land somewhere, but when you see like a Jed Lowry holding on second base, it's like, huh, second base in major leagues must be a little bit thin. And he's, he, he probably still has good defense. But the guy's bat is just gone, and he's injured all the time. Yeah, twenty well, 2018, 2019, he had seven at-bats. I don't think he played at all last year. Wow. He might have opted out, too. I think he did opt out. He's 36. In 2018, he had 23 homers and 99 RBIs, so he's still pretty good. He might have been a Cub still then. Mitch Moreland is uh, their DH. And, you know, that guy. Ugh, is Chris Davis still in baseball? I asked because you remember Mitchell Moreland was a Ranger, right? And I think Chris, I think he came after Chris Davis. I might have the flip flop. I mean, Moreland's already thirty-five. He was in Boston a number of years, but he never really did that well. Now, last year, last year, in sixty-seven at bats, he hit three twenty-eight. That'd be like a record for him. Career-wise, he's a two fifty-two hitter, one hundred and seventy-six homers. You'd think that he would have a lot more, right? You'd go like, well, that guy always has pop. Yeah, he's tons of pop. Well, he's 36 years old, 35, and he's only hit 176 homers. Yeah, he's been sitting. He's been sitting a lot, hasn't he? I would think so. Going back to Texas, he started out in Texas in 2010, so he's been in the league uh, a little over 10 years. Yeah, since he was 25, he just he hasn't. There's been been a few seasons where he's been like a full time first baseman. Right? He's only in Boston three years. I don't know, man. It seems weird, right? You just it sounds like it seems like he would have like way more homers. Uh let's see. I'm trying to look up his his peak. Uh, he's never had thirty in a season. Wow. Never hundred RBI either. But that but that guy's making seven figs. Promise you that. Isn't that wild? So Matt Olson is back at first base, Matt Chapman at third base. I mean it's it's those guys have pop up front. But uh, between, after Matt Chapman, they're one through four, dangerous. Five through nine, <laughs> they're only going to get lucky. You know, those are those are your guys that just need dead luck. I feel like our dude's always one through seven, really good hitters. Really good, with several great hitters. Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Tucker, Correa, Alvarez, great hitters. Yuli, good hitter. Miles Straw, we don't know yet. Martin Maldonado, less than average, but... Great behind the plate, and uh, he, he's been clutch, though. We've seen that guy be clutch. So I think that there's some promise there, boys and girls. Okay, what time is it? 8.51? Oh, they just started their game day thing. That scared me. 
like as if the game's in a start. Slow down, partners. Uh, the A's pitching staff. Well, what is our pitching staff? What do we have? We have Grinky. Framber's hurt, so it's Grinky. I think Christian Javier. Then uh, Lance McCullers Jr. Um, who's the other crazy guy in there? Jose Arquiti. And then they have this Luis Garcia holding down in the fifth spot right now, but Jake Odorizzi will end up taking that or somewhere. Then the, the pitching rotation will come up. He's going to be down in Corpus here for, uh, I think, a week or two, just building up arm, arm strength, and he'll rejoin them later in the month. Um, I worked. My last boss in the Army is his cousin. Uh, my last boss was Joe Odorizzi, so we've been texting about Jake going to uh, – going to the Astros, and it's been exciting. So I actually ordered him a shirt. It was like an Astros green, kind of like St. Patrick's Day style, you know, we're a little past, but Odorizzi's really, I think, a, I don't know if that's Italian thing. It sounds Italian, right? But I'm not sure if it's Italian. Might be Irish. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Odorizzi. It sounds Italian. I know that. But I don't I don't think it is. I'll have to ask him. Anyway, so I got him an Odorizzi shirt, and I got one for myself too, and I'm Hoping maybe he can come down sometime this season and we can catch a game and be lucky enough to see his cousin pitch. That'd be badass. It'd be even better if, you know, they communicated somehow and, yeah, I'm coming to see you. And he's like, yeah, bro. And then we get on the field and take pictures with all the players. And all my dreams come true. Because that's how I like the Astros. But see, I like the team. And I, I, I get in debates with this on, with people on Twitter. And I don't know why I get on Twitter still, man. It's just a horrible, horrible place. Um but I was I was debating with the guy who actually writes for the Chronicle, and I followed him on Twitter for a while. He's a really good writer. He's fun. He's funny. But he was saying something about how you know, oh, it'd be so sad to lose Correa and whatever. And I was like, I was like, bro, we lose Correa all the time. <laughs> like we lose Correa for like 40, 50 games a season every fucking year. The only the only season this guy completed that was actually like close to being completed was uh is his second year. Correa, like, what was it, man? He played in like 140-something games. Not even a full season then either. He's a good player, but he's not fucking great, you know? I mean, it's like you don't want to see him go anywhere. Yeah, okay, so his second season, 153 games. His rookie year, 99. All right, and his rookie year, pretty good, I believe. Let's see, it was 22 homers, 68 RBIs. 2016, his longest season, 153, missed nine games. 20 homers, 96 RBIs. He almost hit 100. That was his rookie year. Every year since then, his stats have gone down because he's been injured so much. And this guy wants fucking premier money? Fuck that. 2017, 109 games. 2018, 110 games. 2019, 75 games. And, of course, last season, truncated. Now, in 20, I think it was 2018, he was, uh, he was rolling pretty hot and heavy. And then he got he got hurt. I think that was the massage year. Was that the massage year? Or was that 2019? I don't know. Man. I mean, he missed more than half a season in, in 2019 when we went to the World Series. I just don't know how this guy can try to command that kind of money. You know? Like, where he talks shit to Cody Bellinger, I'm like, Cody Bellinger could should have said, hey, shut up, bitch. Let me know when you're healthy. You know? Then we'll talk. I mean, in all seriousness, I don't like Cody Bellinger, but I have no reason really not to like him besides he plays for the Dodgers. But, you know, this guy, uh, Cody Bellinger had every reason to, to say some shit. He's been putting up numbers since his rookie year, and he's been healthy and on the field. I think he may have had, like, a little bit of a back issue last season, but it hasn't, it hasn't been that, that predominant, you know? Like, the guy's he's, he's pretty fucking good. 
Um, and he plays center now. He's a he's a big guy for center fielder too. Hey, six four. He's only twenty five years old. You know what his stats are? Let's see. He's played. Uh, uh, let's see, 132 games in 2017, full season, didn't miss a damn start in 2018, 2019, 156 games. He hadn't missed much time. And uh, let's see, his rookie year, 39 homers, 2018, 25 homers, 2019, 47 homers. Like, those are MVP numbers every year. He's going to command some fucking salary. Carlos Correa, let me know whenever you step up to the plate, brother, because you are not there, dude. You're not there. You have all the potential. But you know what the thing is? Potential's gone. He's 26 years old. He's about to be 27. The potential's gone. Like, he's not going to grow anymore. He might get a little stronger. He's going to get into, like, middle-aged man strength, right? But in about two years, or about 30, say about age 30, he's going to start losing bat speed. So four years from now, he wants a 10-year contract. So that means for the majority of his contract, he's going to be declining in performance. And you want to get paid more for that? That's the problem right there with professional sports, man. <sighs> That's not good. It's not cool. With pitchers, I feel like with pitchers, it's a little different because pitchers, they can reinvent themselves. And even if their their pitch speed slows down, they can start throwing more junk. You know, they figure out ways to get guys out when they're good pitchers. Nolan Ryan did it. Zach Greinke's doing it now. Verlander's gotten better later in his career. Of course, now he's had Tommy John, and they're paying $35 million for him to sit at home recovering. Um, but, like, I just I can't understand that logic. So, anyway, I don't know any other threats to the Astros in the American League besides the Yankees, naturally. Uh, AL Central, it's, it's probably going to be Minnesota running away with it. Cleveland and Detroit, like Cleveland, man, they lost a lot of talent, and, and maybe they'll still be pretty good, but I can't see them being as good as they were last year even. And then in the East, obviously, you know, the Yankees, Toronto, uh, who else? The Rays, maybe? I mean, I don't think the Rays lost that many. They did lose Blake Snell to L.A. Yeah, that's a reminder. L.A. does have Blake Snell, don't they? And Otani, uh, right? I think so. I mean, man, see, now i got to check on that. I'm going to have to, to check on my uh, the game here in a second to see if, um, make sure we're going to be able to get it. Let's see, LA Angels. Did they not play yet? They may have not played yet. Sorry, this is, I know this is compelling. The whole thing's compelling, isn't it? How about that Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Ugh, what's that guy going to do with himself, man? Okay, LA, they're about to play. I'd like to see a game out there. I really would. Dylan Bundy, opening, wow, wow, that's their opening day starter, Dylan Bundy, remember that motherfucker was out of, almost out of baseball a couple of years ago with Baltimore, struggling bad, but I think he was, uh, he was in LA last year, wasn't he, let's see, let's bring up his stats real quick, he was supposed to be the next great thing, he's 28, I guess he's about coming into his own, I think that one of the things that, like with young pitchers, when they're highly touted, it's really hard for them. You know, they're coming up through the minors, and they're supposed to be so damn good, like Forrest Whitley, like Mark Appel. Uh, I don't know. There's only two I can think of right now off the top of my head. We have others. But usually are the stud pitchers, like especially with the Astros that have come up, have been guys that you weren't expecting to be great. Think about Roy Oswalt. No one, no one cared about that guy. 
ended up turning out pretty damn good. Uh, Dallas Keuchel. I don't think anyone is expecting him to be great. I think he was a Met at one point, wasn't he? Um, and now we got Christian Javier, Urquidy, Framber. These are guys that were just in our minor league system that I think were good, but nobody expected them to turn out like they did last season and the year before in 2019 as well. So I'm not I'm not worried about our rotation, dude, as long as these guys stay healthy. But I think these guys, they don't have pressure. And sometimes our Latino players, they're, they're, they're fucking happy and lucky to be here. You know, they come from Venezuela. They come from Mexico. They come from the Dominican. They come from very dire situations. And landing on a major league baseball team, dude, that's like heaven. You're a king. I think it's why a lot of guys, they go back home, they end up getting robbed and killed because they have money. And they're living in places where people don't. Well, meanwhile, our American ball players, our guys, you know, these guys, they, they, they play travel select ball when they're kids. They're in the minor league world series. That takes money to do all that stuff. And then they go to college ball or whatever. And they're just, they're, they're walking on water most of their lives. It's not like that for these other kids. Forrest Whitley, he, he's from Alamo Heights in San Antonio. His family comes from money. You know, he's probably had personal trainers most of his life. These other guys get to the show and they're fucking happy to be there and they bust their ass to stay. You know, because what's going to happen if they they wash out and they don't have any money, they go back home. Life's life's life sucks for them. Then, you know, you look at uh, what's his name that was with the Cubs for so many years. Great hitter. Well, steroid hitter. I'm not going to think of his damn name right now. Um, Jesus Christ. I can see his face. I see his face. How, how what he looks like now because he looks really weird. Remember, he has a skin condition and he's gotten really pale. Jesus, man. What is his name? <laughs> God, I hate it. Him and Mark McGuire, uh, Sammy Sosa, Sammy Sosa. Um, Sammy Sosa's back in Panama, and he's like the king of Panama, pretty much. He walks on water there because he has money. And he was a great ball player, but he means something to people back there. Baseball players here, they don't mean a lot to us. I mean, I, I would, I'd like to bullshit with Jeff Bagwell, have some beers, and, you know, Slap them on the back, man. I like watching you play, and they'll say, "Yeah, main thing, buddy." Uh, huh, huh, and that'll be about it. But back home, like with Al, Al, if Altuve goes back to Venezuela, goes to the town he's from. These kids are going to clamor to see him because they're just like he's like a god to them, and he's probably going to drop millions of dollars building schools and fixing shit up in his hometown. What do these wealthy guys here do with their money? Just drive fucking Ferraris around and bang hookers? I don't know. I mean, maybe they do more. It is what it is, though, isn't it? <laughs> Dylan Bundy. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was the fourth overall pick in 2011. Man, 2011. So that's 10 years ago. Of course, he had to come up through the minors. He made his debut in 2012. Oh, see, they called him up way too fast, poor guy. And he was terrible. He didn't even, he didn't even get a... He had two games, 1.2 uh, innings pitched. Wow. How dumb is that? The next year. Oh, <laughs> he didn't come back up for four years after that. He went back to the minors. He kind of got robbed there, but he would have been a rookie because he, yeah, he only had two innings pitched. But then uh, he was 10 games, 13 games. Am I looking at wins? Oh, those are wins. Yeah, 10 and 6, 13 and 9. So you're like, oh, he's on his way up. Then it was a 5.45 ERA, 4.79, and then last year he had a 3.29 ERA. So he got out of Baltimore, out of the pressure in a shithole franchise, and uh, things got better for the guy. 
I don't know. L.A., maybe. Their their lineup, I mean, they have uh, Anthony Rendon out there now. Justin Upton. Pujols needs to seriously retire. Max Stassi is out there. Dexter Fowler, look at that. That's one, two. Well, it's two former Astros. One Astro killer in Pujols. Anthony Rendon from Houston. Um, David Fletcher, I feel like, is a Texan guy. Let me check. He plays second base there. Um, let's see. I'm just talking about Houston connections here. Nope, he's from Orange, California. Ah, he's playing at home. That's kind of cool, huh? The guy's getting to play at home. Well, sweet Jesus it is. All right, well, let's wrap this up because we got baseball to get to. I don't know if I'd call this a premiere. So if, if we're going back, though, I think uh, I think we're likely, if the Braves or the Phillies don't end up in the World Series, I would think it will be the Dodgers again or maybe the Padres. I don't think anyone comes out of the Central this year, at least to really compete. So I think it's going to be the Dodgers, Padres, because the Padres went all in, of course. you know That's what they do every few years, and they'll trade away half their talent. Um, it'll be them or or uh, the Braves or Phillies. That's my that's where my money is at. And then I think the Astros. I think the Astros get back. I think they do. And maybe, maybe by the end of the season, think of the complications that are going to arise when you have Grinky, Christian Javier, LMJ, uh, Jake Odorizzi. Uh, who's the other guy? <laughs> Damn, dude, oh, Jose Acurdy. That's that's five. And then you have. Um, Framber that's going to come back. That's six. That's six good to great starters in that rotation. Plus, you still have JV, who's maybe he could come back at the end of the year, but I highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. I mean, he's kind of uh, incredible in that that regard, but I highly doubt it. You never know. Maybe maybe he starts building up arm strength this summer, and by the end of the season, he's able to make a couple of starts and pitch in the playoffs. You never know, but. Uh, it's whatever you know I mean it's like yeah get some innings out of him if you can you're paying him a lot of money but likely we don't see him in an Astros uniform again uh, but again you never know maybe he takes a discount maybe he likes pitching in Houston that much I think a lot of these guys like Brett Strom we'll see so anyway kudos to you enjoy the Major League Baseball season in 2021 hopefully uh, everything goes smoothly and nicely and we make it to a World Series with the Houston Astros and uh, whoever the fuck else we're out.